Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, and I, you're kind of like the official co-host now. Pretty much. It's Evan Stofflett. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again, as always. We've got John Smith outside. He's a hockey player and a DJ as well. We should get him in on the show. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, today, our special guest is Ryan Tall. Ryan is a local who has uh, he's made it big. He's been pulled up to the AHL. Ryan, are you on the, bo- on the line? I'm here. Larry, what's going on? Evan, how you doing? <laughs> doing good. So that is my nickname. All right, so I guess we should just tell the story. I asked Evan. I'm like, all right, how did he get the nickname Larry? And it's go ahead, Ryan. Tell us why you're Larry. Yeah. Uh, so when I when I started out, I was just a, a game night helper, assistant, whatever you want to call me, with the Grizzlies. And uh, John Lofner, who's now the equipment guy at ASU, uh, decided I needed a nickname, and he decided that I looked like Larry Bird. A young Larry Bird, <laughs> spitting image, and and it it stuck, and it <laughs> it followed me everywhere I have been in hockey since then. And I think there there's sometimes like at the start of the year, especially the guys think my real name's Larry because that's just what everybody calls me. Right, and yeah. then they're, they're baffled when they go to find out that my real name's Ryan. So the nickname has definitely stuck, and it's it's almost taken over my real name. See, I thought for sure uh, Riggs had given you that nickname because that was the first time I had heard it, and I'd, I'd seen you around for a while. I didn't know anybody called you Larry at the time, but right, yeah, Riggs is Riggs is definitely spread the word on the Larry nickname. So yeah, when it's, I it's a, wildfire, fire. yeah, one of the times I was I was up with the Grizzlies, and he's like, "Hey, say hi to Larry for me." I'm like, <laughs> "Who? <laughs> Who's Larry?" So all right, now it all comes together. Now I now I get it. Well, that's yep, so that's, that's cool. So. That. How old were you when you started with the Utah Grizzlies? Because you're like 12 years old right now, right? <laughs> Looks like it. <laughs> I, I, might look, I might look it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 24 now, but I started when I was 19 with the Grizzlies. Or when I, 18, 19. Okay. Um, is when I was just helping out John Lofner in the locker room, and he would take me on trips when, when they could, you know, and throw me under the bus, you know, wherever wherever I would fit, call me wherever <laughs> they were going, and sleep on the floor in the hotel room with them, and... All that good stuff. Yeah, you say throw you under the bus like it's a joke, but I have a feeling that maybe you've written some <laughs> some games yeah. in the luggage rack. <laughs> There's been some interesting uh, sleeping uh, accommodations. Yeah, for the year, such as the East Coast <laughs> League, man. That's uh, the ECHL, if you will. Uh, so, all right. Oh, yeah. So, what made you decide to get into it? Were you a hockey player in high school and stuff? Yep, I was. So I played growing up at uh, 
Davis County Youth Hockey, and then from there I went to Viewmont. Um, after that, I kind of just fell into the beer league. I, was, I wasn't any that good. Um, started playing beer league, and uh, I was like, you know what? I, I want to be involved in hockey more. I want to do something in the locker room. I wasn't really interested in the business side, so I just reached out randomly to John, John Lawson at the time and asked if he needed any help, and he brought me right in. That's awesome. That's cool. And man, you yeah. you just took right to it, and uh, like you're always a hard worker in the locker room, obviously, and, and well-liked. And uh, <laughs> how long were you with the Grizzlies before an opportunity came up? Uh, it was like a year and a half, so relatively pretty quick. I I had learned a lot from John and Georgie at the time as well. He uh, After John had left, Georgie, George Lopez took over. I learned from him, and then an opportunity came, and I was, ready or not, thrown into the fire. So uh, Tim took a lot of trust in me and gave me that opportunity, uh, Coach Tim Branham. So, so that's, that how, was, that's how that came about is from Tim. Tim kind of suggested you, because at the time, obviously, we were with the Ducks, and, and San Diego was with, you know, you guys are, are the goals, and you're the Ducks AHL affiliate, correct? Uh, they were, yeah. The, the affiliation's now ended. But, yeah, at the time, the goals were affiliated, and the Ducks and the Grizzlies all the, all the way down. Right. Um, so how, that's just crazy to me. So tell me about yeah, how, that was, meeting. How did, how did that happen? How did you find out this was going to happen? Did you kind of sense it was coming? Yeah, uh, a little bit. I have, I have a great relationship with Tim. And, uh, when, when the position was open, he, he called me right away and, and offered me the job. And it's just one of those things that you just, you just got to take it, you know? And I was super excited about it. And as, as nervous as I was to become a head equipment guy after, not as much experience as some other people have had. Um, I just I embraced it full on and 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 worked hard, and it was it it's been great ever since. I, I can only imagine. So the year I was with you was that your first full season? Y- yep, correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that year. <laughs> oh man, that that was my first full year as a, as a head equipment guy. I, I didn't want to say anything, so <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I did a good job. If you didn't notice, you did a great job. Yeah, I was—I mean, I was always taken care of, so that's cool. Thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, speaking that was, of, speaking that of guys, was my first year. speaking of guys like Evan that really need a lot of taking care of. Um, oh yeah. Do you a have? Lot. Are there a lot of prima donnas in hockey that uh, that? Because I know, as a goalie, I know yeah. goalies are always at the equipment manager's door. You find some weird goalies for sure. Are there any that are normal? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that I'm still looking to find one. So I'll, I'll I'll let you know when I run into a normal goalie. Yeah. Um, as far as the prima donnas, yeah, definitely. But it's it's like uh, they're not bad people. They're just they're just they need goofy things. Particular. Sometimes you almost you almost laugh at some of the the things they request. You know, like special brands of tape or laces or you know, certain shower supplies or hair product, you know, and it's oh, like... Oh, hair products. It, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it go, It gets down to stuff that doesn't even affect their play on the ice, but it's just, you know, it, it's funny. And it, you can you kind of have fun with it, too, when guys come in with a with an odd request. So Kind of like bands yeah, we, with their green... I think the only thing I had was you used to take the tape off my stick in between periods. I think that was my right. Roommate. Yeah, <laughs> you had him take your table. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not even that bad. No, so, so no, it's so, I, that's, it's so that's crazy. Bad, but it, it's funny that you brought up the tape because you know a lot of times we have Jordan Parisi on the show, 
And Jordan's, right. but he only uses one brand of tape. I remember him and Zach both. They will only oh, use yeah. uh, a certain brand of tape, and they'll buy it themselves and bring it into the team. Yeah, I mean, you can yeah, tell a difference. We, we've got guys like that. That's oh. just, they, you know, they have a certain brand that, that's worked for them, and they, they don't want to do anything different. I'm always just like, you know, free tape! Yes, free <laughs> tape! <laughs> you know, in, in my opinion, tape's tape, but hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let them do what they want. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. As a goalie, I don't care, like... But I, but yeah. Jordan does. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> but, he, he gets some, I mean, we even have a guy that he he changed he's changed his tongues countless times. It's crazy. Like the tongue on his skate, really. Like, him in and out. Yeah. Oh yeah, like thicker felt, elastic felt, different leather in there. You know, it's like, and that's <sighs> just he's trying to get comfortable. So, wow, our job. So as an equi- as an equipment rep back in the day when I was working with Brian's, we had and I'm going to have this guy on the show, so I'm going to go ahead and throw him under the bus a little bit here. <laughs> but I, I the cra- not craziest the the most uh, needy goalie I ever had, or the most the, the player that needed the most attention that I ever had was a goalie that we had here in Utah that he played for St. Louis and Colorado it was Jason Bakashwa, and he's okay. he still plays, but <clears throat> I had to customize every strap. On his pad, every so strap. every literally every strap. He wanted them. Uh, this one was, you know, a quarter inch higher than it was off the, off the shelf, or this one was a quarter inch lower, or the strap that went across the back of his knees oh. had to be a different material. And okay. uh, then with his catcher, this is the this is the craziest part. So on his catch glove, we had to change the way we, you know, because we have our four models, right? Because I work for Brian's, and we right. had. We had yep. four models at the time, but he liked this Louisville glove from 1990, and <laughs> he was superstitious about it too. So not only did I have to make his new gloves that cut every year, which Brian's is fine with. Brian's can do whatever, but right. he also wanted it the same color. <laughs> so uh, the, like the Louisville, the same color is. Okay. So he, the same color from his junior, his first junior A team. So he'd been with another junior A team since then. Oh, so it didn't match his. his it didn't his match the rest team. of his set. <laughs> it was so. He was set on that color. Yep. And he just said because wow. he could see it out of his periphery that any time we changed it, and he was he was a first round draft pick from Dallas. So I'm like, you get whatever you want. Oh, wow. Oh like, yeah. Literally, yeah. you can. Well, we had two of them that same year. We had two first-round picks here. We had Mike Smith and Jason Bacashua, and I was making pads for Mike Smith, too, and he's like, yeah, just send uh, whatever. I'll just, yeah, just send whatever. Just make it. So yeah. you have two extremes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right I'll, I'll make you, you – know, I made Mike Smith several sets, and he ended up signing a big deal with CCM that same year. I mean, he was making – I think CCM was paying him 100000 a year, even while he was oh, yeah. here. Everybody knew Mike Smith was going to be something. I mean, the guy had a shutout and a right. goal in his first pro game. <laughs> But yeah. Oh yeah. You want to just talk? All over him. Yeah, you want to talk about prima donnas? When, I, every time I think of that, I think of Jason Bacashwa. Because yeah, wow, that's a that's a cool story. And then the lockout years, I'd get calls at like four in the morning. He'd be like, my phone would ring. He'd be like, hey, uh, see if he's in Sweden somewhere during the lockout. He's like, hey, uh, can I can I get some different straps? <laughs> like he, he wouldn't even. <laughs> there's no there's no hello. There's no. Yeah. This is Jason. All on his mind is the straps. Yeah. He's, you can tell he's sitting in his stall and he's like. In the locker room, call me call from Jay. yeah, call me from Sweden. We're like, hey, uh, this strap is a it's a quarter inch too wide, or whatever. <laughs> like just prima donnas. So, uh, what other kind uh, of story? Do you have any other stories that come to mind? Like just crazy stories in your career so far? Oh man, there's there's all kinds of crazy stories that happen from just from the traveling and the 
the day-to-day of this job, you know, you're, you're around professional hockey players all day and traveling all over for games. Um, I'm trying to think of something right off the top of my head of crazy story. I, you know, I don't, without throwing anyone under the bus. <laughs> just change, don't say the uh, name. Change the name. Make something up. <laughs> yeah. Just because Evan's uh, sitting right here doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. I can't. I can't throw Evan under the bus. Because he's a co-host. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, especially here in San Diego. Like the dynamic of pro hockey in a in a city that's seventy five and sunny. You know, every day, but maybe two or three days of the year is it's pretty crazy and it, it's it's a special place really especially the, the guys that come from you know syracuse or utica or wilkesbury or a, a team from back east like that and then they they get traded here sign here and they're like wait a second like yeah this is i'm playing pro hockey and it's and i'm living in mission beach or pacific beach you know and then and then it relates to me as well since you know growing up in utah like i'm always used to shoveling snow and digging my car out of the snow and whatever and then all of a sudden it's december january and i'm sitting here like well it looks like a good beach day to me like, yeah, you, instead <laughs> it, of shoveling it, snow you're vacuuming sand out of your car exactly it's like you pinch yourself sometimes when you're working pro hockey and then you're outside in 75 degree weather in the middle of winter so yeah. it's it's a definitely a special place and i you know i don't think i don't think anybody that's here takes it for granted well that's crazy so you were talking before. You said the affiliation. You just met the Utah affiliation, right? You guys are still affiliated with Correct. the Ducks. Yeah. Yep. We are. We're uh, we're owned by the Ducks. So. Oh right, right. That's, they they actually yep. bought the teams now. So that's. Correct. So what? Uh, yeah. You got some young superstars. You, you think there? You got some first round draft picks that are we're going to be hearing about we've soon. Got, yeah, we've got some good players. A lot from our. So last year we had a good a good run. I don't know if you, you guys paid attention. We were in the Western Conference Finals here. Um, we ended up losing to the Chicago Wolves, but a lot of kids from that team are uh, up with the Ducks right now, and a few of them have been up and back this year. But yeah, there's some there's some good prospects that are definitely on the rise. Wow! So, and it, it's always it's always fun to work around. You know, everybody is fun to work around. Um, but when you see the young the young superstars that are breaking into the into the pro game, it's it's, it's always special to see that. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Just even as a Utah fan, and we've talked about this a lot on this program, and uh, I've written a couple articles about it, just how cool it is to, when you are that AAA affiliate and you see a guy come in and you see, you know, you see a guy come out of, let's say the WHL or whatever, and you know the tools are there and they've just got to figure out the pro part of the game or they yep. got they got to bulk up for a year and you get to... Yep, just fine-tune a little thing. Yeah, and you get to see that, that kid become a player and then become a man like it's it's been just amazing to watch it uh progress like we had so many guys here back in the day and obviously i watched the goals but we talked about mike smith and you watch a guy like mike smith become a huge superstar um most utah fans are always going to think about 
uh, Theron Fleury, who came in with the Salt Lake Golden Eagles and made such a huge impact. Like I literally know five kids named Theron from because <laughs> their parents were my age, you know, and went and right, watched. Right. Yeah, they went and watched them, and they're like, "I'm going to name my kid Theron." You know, they just well, weren't, everybody worshipped Theron Fleury. He was only here for half a season total. Like and he, he made that big of an impact. Like yeah. people remember that. Yeah. Well, man, he just came. I even wore the jersey number nine. My first year as a as a hockey player was my sophomore year at Murray, and I'm like, I'm going to be number nine. They're like, not, goalies are not number nine. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say nine for a goalie. Yeah, that's, that's well, different. I did, I didn't know. Like I I didn't know uh, he was my favorite yeah. player. But it's just been so much fun to watch yeah. guys like that. And we've had legends come through here. Joey Mullen. We got to watch Mike Richter, who played for Colorado Rangers uh, when they're in the A. So I mean you're you're in it, man. You get to see some of the big names that are, or some of the names that are going to be big. Speaking it's of exactly uh, it. goalies, how's uh, Kevin Boyle doing? Great, yeah, he's awesome. He was there that that uh, that year with us in yep. Utah, yeah, for a little bit for a few games. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he had his first NHL game last year. Nice. I don't know if you saw that. And he had a, he shut. He had a shutout as well. <laughs> Goose egg, whatever you want to call. It. I don't want, don't want to say the S word, but um, yeah, he he's awesome. Good. He's, a, he's a good he's a good person and I, and obviously I've known him from day one since I've been a equipment guy so it's kind of cool you know to still be working with him nice tell him but, I say hello and he, and he yeah <laughs> absolutely he's not as superstitious as you'd think he might he might be one of the more normal goalies really they're few and I'll, far I'll between give him credit for that yeah <laughs> so but and that's another cool thing and this is have you noticed this Evan and, and Ryan you can tell me too because. Uh, you say he he got his first pro game and he got a shutout. And we noticed the other night now that the Grizzlies are the affiliate of the Avalanche, we watched one of our goalies that started here and then was in Colorado with the Eagles, and then got put into a game thirty seconds in, where he thought he was just going to be backing up the backup, but then Colorado, right. Colorado's backup gets knocked out cold. He gets put in, gets cool. a shutout. Uh, Garrett Sparks, who's a, a kind of a friend of mine as well, and is, he's now with Las Vegas, but two years ago he's with Toronto. Gets his first game, gets a shutout, but then the next game right. is not. It doesn't go that well. Have you guys ever noticed this? Like goalies, yeah, like, like hot and cold. Yeah, they, in their first starts, they get. I mean, there's so much adrenaline and oh, so man. much. Oh they, yeah, who knows what's going on sure. in between their ears? So it's <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, exactly. Yeah, it's just crazy because you always wonder how that next game gonna go is gonna go. And I, I don't know why I'm spacing on the kid's name from Colorado, but so his next game, he gets to start with the Avalanche, give up six in the first period. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's you go from one extremity to the next. It's yeah, that's why. I, that's why I retired. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I played my. I played my eleven minutes, got my shutout, and I'm out. <laughs> it, and going back to that, Jay, that that brings up reminding me of talking about a good hockey story. And over the over the few years that I've been in the business, that story is actually it, it's if it's not number one, it's <laughs> number two or three for sure. Because that. That day, I, I talk about that day all the time. All, all the elements of that, like you going into the game, it being a Star Wars night, and you're you're a big Star Wars fan, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like it, it just happened to be Star Wars jersey night, yep. and and you end up in the game, and, and not only in the game, but winning us the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, that that was an unbelievable, and 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 I've talked to you about it a little bit, but yeah. I, I can only imagine what was. What was actually going through your head through through that whole thing? You know, you you you've e-bugged a million times, so you probably thought, "Oh well, here I am, like emergency backup again, like whatever." And then next thing you know, you're <laughs> you're right in the mix. Yeah, it was pretty weird because it's funny when it when it happened, and 
It's funny, Ryan, because we haven't talked about it, because you and I had a stressful moment during this, but... Um, we did. There there was... Nobody said a word. So the, the starting goalie for the Utah Grizzlies goes down. He takes a shot to the forehead. I knew right away. Like, he took a shot to the forehead, and it dropped him. Yeah. And you could see oh, the blood. Blood was going out everywhere. The screw he took in the, the right above his eye or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... Right in the I'm like, all right, I got to... I literally, the first thought to my mind was, I need to stop the bleeding. Like, paramedic first, right? Right. And, and then uh, one of, another one of the players looked at me and he goes, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it might have been me. <laughs> it might have been you. I was having flashbacks to summer league games. and <laughs> <laughs> right, where, I, where I have a 50% save average. Um, yeah, so, and then I, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go out and, and stretch and we'll delay and we'll see and we'll throw some, because it's hockey, so they'll just throw stitches in the guy and he'll be back in, no big deal. But yeah. uh, we also had already gotten a penalty, so we were killing a penalty when that happened. And Wait, then we, we were up by one goal at this time? Uh, no, I think it was tied. I don't remember. It was tied. tied. It was a 2-2 tie. Okay. And, and then, so we were killing a penalty and then we got a delay of game penalty. So now I, yeah, went, I went in five on three. To kill yeah. or three on five, so but uh, optimal situation. Oh yeah, and <laughs> yeah, like the, the first shot they they took was right on my blocker side. It was an easy save, and I was like, okay, that was cool. I made a save, but I made it old school where I caught the puck on my blocker. <laughs> and guys don't do that anymore. And I remember, and as I was playing it back, because I remember the first interview I did, I'm like, one of the guys on the other team chirped me and said, I haven't seen that save since it was in black and white or something like that. And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking back, I'm like. Was that Evan that said that to me? Because it could have been, it could have, it could have been somebody on the Grizzlies that said it too. But then, uh, then I make they they get a play down low and they they uh, they get a two on one down low and they pass it across to the guy across and I slide across and I make the save and my defenseman clearing the puck smacks me in the face and yep. and broke a snap off. He, yeah, it blew the snap right off your helmet. Yeah, so and, and I saw that happen. Yeah, and I'm like, that's so. This isn't cool. Like, now <laughs> yeah, the, I think I was smiling this whole time during this whole situation because it's pretty cool. You're in there. Yeah. Then I see the helmet break, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I, Here we go. And I come over, and I'm like, I'm like Ryan, and and I think at first everybody thought I was just because there's like a there was a TV timeout or something, and and right. everybody thought I was just trying to delay more time but i'm like no we, we were stalling too I yeah the, the the rink crew shoveling yeah. snow up and then spilling it and shoveling up and spilling <laughs> it yeah, and, yeah. We, anything and everything possible to stall while I'm <laughs> this helmet. and it's like I, I remember one of the guys saying or i remember tim saying to one of the guys like hey just clog up the middle and he's like we only have three guys how, how can you clog up the middle <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clog so, up the middle on five on three yeah probably. and i'm like all right I need my mask fixed though, and you're like, I, well, I, don't, I don't have the screw or whatever. And I remember I could hear Riggs yelling at you, "Fix his mask, Larry! Fix his mask!" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, not All right, like Riggs. Not, not a big deal. I'm just playing a, a pro game at 43 years old, and I was cold <laughs> on the bench, and now my mask is crooked because goalie masks on the chin have two straps. They have, they have, in case you like your settings different, so you always just use the one. And then you never unsnap it. Like once every three years, I'll go through and replace those snaps, so that they don't, you know, so they're not so rusty. But other than that, you just don't use the other one. But the other one's like two inches lower, so now your mask is crooked on your head. It's being held weird. And I'm like, this is great. This is how I'm gonna. This is how I go out. I get put in a pro game, and because I e-bug, like a lot of the times that I e-bug, I take off my throat guard. 
Uh, so I didn't, right. have my, I didn't have my throat guard on either. It was in my stall. <laughs> so I don't do that uh, anymore. I keep all my gear on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. But yeah, that was that crazy. Was, that was amazing. Well, I'm, yeah, gl- that I'm was, glad that I can be somebody's first crazy hockey story. Oh, I, Jay, I will never forget that one. And <laughs> I'm sure Evan, too. I'm sure you'll remember that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, honestly, I was just glad... You know, you know what's going to happen at some point. I was just glad it happened when Evan was here because Evan and I have been friends for ever. Yeah, and then that's uh, awesome. But then, man, the internet stuff—it made me feel oh so yeah. old. Kind of took a life of its own there for a while. But nobody said it like, did. "Hey, this awesome." Like, you didn't even just say this firefighter. Every literally every story I saw said forty-three-year-old <laughs> firefighter. They had to put the age there. They yeah. had to put the age. Can I just be a firefighter? Can I just be some guy that went in? Why did I have to put my age in there? It adds to the mystique yeah. of it. But uh, yeah, and that was that was pretty cool. And then all the guys in the locker room were like, "What was that little guy's name?" That he they're they're tweeting it and Instagram and getting wow. stuff, and they're like, "Hey, this old guy went in for our, <laughs> our pro team tonight." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Well, it's good to be known for something. I guess being old is one of them. Wisdom, wisdom oh, comes with age. That's right." This wise guy. And, and Jay, have you been in since? Have you been put into a game since that? I, not, I know you've e-bugged since then. I have not. Um, okay. The two, I think, two or three days later, we were playing a different team. We were playing um, Toledo? Not Toledo. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Who was the... They, they were in town. At yeah, yeah, point. yeah. It was Toledo, because they were, like, smoking everybody, right? And right. Uh, yeah. their coach told me, he goes, hey, look. Uh, we know you can play. If we if we get up a couple goals, I'm going to put you in. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, you can't be serious. And he's friends with Kevin. Mc- he was friends with Kevin McClelland, who was who was coaching here at the time. Was coaching my son at the time. And he's like, yeah, Kevin McClelland told me to put you in. Oh, so you know he's serious. He's yeah, I was scared to death. I thought he was dead serious. And luckily, they were close games. But Toledo had had a, a history. I mean, they had just blown out Idaho the week before. They'd gone in and beat them like seven one and five one. I'm like, yeah, they were on fire. I'm like, there's a good chance I. That they're going to get up by four goals and put me in. And so I was. <laughs> I, I was, would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I was dying. I was pretty scared, but um, because I know what happens, you get put in the first time, you get a shut out. Yeah, <laughs> and the second, and yeah, yeah, like we were talking about the flop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know the walls come crumbling down. But it's funny. Everybody's yeah. like, "How nervous were you?" And I'm like, "I was pretty nervous at first, but then I also had nothing to lose." Like, if I would have got in, yeah, that's true. if I would have gone in and they, I gave up three goals, especially when I was five on three at first, nobody would have been like, oh, you suck. I mean, not more than normal. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I might I might have chirped you, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the guy, I get chirped all the time anyway. Oh, you know what's crazy, though, is literally, okay, so after that, I couldn't, I was kicked out of, I could not play in the police and fire tournaments anymore. Um, every time they kept bringing up this USA hockey rule that if you've played pro in the last three years, you can't play in a in a tournament in the men's leagues. So I got kicked oh. out, of, and I was playing on like other men's leagues teams. I was playing here with uh, Gary Waldron, who is a DJ here and is a co-host of the show. He had a team, and the first game we played together, they they had the refs get together, and the other team complained and had me disqualified God. from playing. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, like, come on. And then every <laughs> every time I give up a goal, not in Division, like, anything outside of Division 1, if I give up a goal in Division 2 or Division 3 or whatever, which I should be allowed to play in just fine because I'm 43 and not that good. I'm 46. <laughs> I'm 46 now and not that good. <laughs> yeah. The 
every time I give up a goal, somebody's like, oh, Grizzlies goalie, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> You're like, yeah, like, yeah, that's getting old. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. Everybody oh, wants to cheer. Man. That's hockey, though, too, right? Like, that's Oh, that's hockey. You, you hear some good ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, Ryan, now that, now that you're a big shot in the AHL... No, um, no big shot. I want to ask two things. One, are you? Uh, do you have aspirations of going to the next level? Are you hoping to be an NHL equipment guy? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's 100% uh, a goal of mine. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that it, it takes time, and I'm in, I'm in no hurry. I'm 24 and living in San Diego, and working working with the goals it's it's unbelievable so yeah you've got quite a setup it, it is it's I, like i said i pinch myself all the time you could be um, you could be paying your dues in utica and instead you're it, in san diego exactly is really it, enjoying it is sluggo the main guy is that the who's the who? uh, he was with he was with the ducks he's, he's since retired oh okay so that's how long ago I was an equipment guy. So, or you know, selling equipment. Sluggo was my guy, man, because I had tons of ducks using Brian's and in in those uh, innovative sticks I was pimping. He's such a good man. He's he's still involved with the ducks a little bit. They built a new practice practice facility, uh, Great Parks. It's where the rookie showcase was hosted this year um, in September, and he was involved in the the building and design of that facility. Oh really, man? The ducks really, mm-hmm. the ducks really know how to give back to the community too, man. Those, all those, yeah. what are they called? The rinks? Is it? Is yeah, that... yeah, so amazing. And that's uh, our practice facility, the rinks. Yeah, that's so nice. I love that place, and that's that's a cool old barn. And then they've got like two or three other ones that have the ducks logo on them that the ducks had something to do with. One of them's like an old Safeway. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think so. And then the ducks have put all this money into the community, and they uh, they just keep building. Like the the youth, yeah, the, very, hockey has sprouted in California because of the Kings and the Ducks oh, and, and the Sharks and what they're doing. It's, it's so cool. All right, it is. It's so cool to see that. Now comes the part where I'm gonna. Now there's a, some other 15 to 17 year old wanna be Ryan Tall out there. What's what's your advice? <laughs> I ask all the players. I want to ask for an equipment guy. Like, what's your advice to a kid that wants to get involved and 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 follow your path? You know what? The the best thing you can do is just just get involved. Just you know, if, if whether it's the Grizzlies or another pro team in the area, even a junior team, just see if they need help with with anything on the equipment operations side. You know, whether you maybe you know if it's a junior team, they might not even have an equipment guy, so you can you can get in on that. Or if it's you know Grizzlies or or a pro team, wherever somebody may be, that everybody's always looking for help. Whether it's you know starting at just holding towels and doing laundry or being around and just learning from actually being involved, I think is one of the biggest things. So was that, was that your first thing? Were you, were you the guy folding towels and doing laundry? I was. Yeah. And, and John Lawson was so good with me. And and so was Georgie. They, they let me kind of run, let me kind of spread my wings on some things and just, here you go, try some things. (laughs) There's, there's, here's actually a hilarious story. You, you know Jim McKenna, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he's he's a linesman for the for the Grizzlies, right? Like, he does a lot of the ECHL games, right? Does he still do those? Oh yeah, he does. Okay, so he he comes in. This is my first year. I'm working with John. He comes in. He needs uh, new holders on his skates, right? Like new toques. Yeah. And uh, John's like, all right, like you do it, Ryan. Like here you go. Like I, and I I've done it before, <laughs> like practicing. But he's like, hey, here you go. Do it. 
So he had a CCM skate, but he wanted the toques, so the oh, holes don't line up. Right. So you, you got to drill, right? You got you to drill holes to line up with the holder. Anyway, so John, like, he goes off doing something else, and I'm, like, stoked. I'm, like, all right, John's, like, let me let me run with this. Like, I'm doing it. I want to do it right and fast, da-da-da-da. Anyways, I get going. I drill the holes, rivet it all in, and uh, and I show John. I'm, like, hey, John, look, hey, I did it. Like, I'm proud, right? Like, I'm, like, look, I, like, I did it right. I knew it was right. I was so confident. And he's, like, yeah, this is great. Like, good job. And he puts it, he, he goes to sharpen it, and he goes, Ryan? I'm, like, uh, yeah, what's up? And he, he and he's just pointing at the toe cap of the skate, <clears throat> and I had drilled a hole through the toe cap of the skate <laughs> when, I, when I was drilling the rivet. Oh man! And my heart. I was. I told him I was. I'd just walk out, and he would never see me again. And it, <laughs> it was. I, I had never been so embarrassed in my whole entire life. But we uh, we ended up. I think that, you know. From I've talked to Mason, who's uh, the assistant there in Utah, and he says that Jim still has the skates. We filled it with uh, hot glue and wax and colored it black. And uh, I, I went and told Jim what had happened, and, and he just kind of laughed. He, he's, he's a great guy. And, but, yeah, it, it's, that, was, uh, that was a crushing moment for me when I thought I had something done so perfectly and then realized I drilled a hole right through the toe cap. <laughs> that is totally something I would do. And I, I love that a linesman was your crash test only. Like, that's the yeah, best. Exactly. That's the best place to practice. I mean, <laughs> let the official be. Let, yeah. let the official be the guinea pig. Exactly. Yeah, he's oh, a he's a Murray guy too. So I know. Well, he's he has Murray kids. I think he was a Brighton guy growing up. But he's uh, right. I've known him for a long time, and it's, yeah, he's he's a great dude. I can see him being totally cool about it, and <laughs> and he doesn't. I mean, I still feel bad about it. Yeah, but still, it's just a hole in your toe cap for a lineman. That's not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even know if it would matter yeah, for me. I think I would do the same thing. But I do yeah, take shots off the cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's perfect. Oh, well, that's yeah, awesome. And you know what? We do have teams. I mean, I know the Utah Outliers are always looking for you know people to come help. And I know that uh, the Ogden Mustangs probably need some help, too. And those teams are – I mean, those guys are right. practicing every day as well. And they probably need guys to come in and help out. So if somebody yeah, is sure if somebody is looking, yeah, and the Grizzlies are you know always looking for somebody to come in and do stuff as an intern or do free labor and <laughs> right, they're, they're so good there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing but good people there. Absolutely, well, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Oh, good organization, and and uh, I mean, look, man, they keep putting put, they keep advancing guys, and they they keep, it is yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. All right, I, I appreciate it. I, you know, we've been wanting to hear your story and how how you made it to the AHL from here, and and uh, wanted to hear why you were called Larry. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Now you know. Yeah, now we know. And uh, is there anything else you want to add before we? The, the floor is yours. If there's anything else you want to say to anybody here in Utah. You know, well, outside of of all the equipment managing stuff, I talked to you briefly a little bit in the summer, real quick. We did. Uh, Riggs is involved in this. We did that Hungry for Hockey barbecue. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, we uh so it's something that we started this last summer and I think we're gonna we're gonna organize it a little better and hopefully uh grow it to become what we, we have a vision for. But um yeah, it's just we did we did a barbecue and all the money that we raised from the barbecue uh went to local youth hockey. The Uaha has a scholarship fund. Um, that we we uh, want to get involved with them and DCYHA as well was like a huge sponsor for us, helping us put the 
the event together. So, so you were, uh, you were raising money that. to help pay other kids' dues, and you did that through, yep. I, if I remember right, you had some amazing raffle prizes, right? You had a bunch of stuff from oh my gosh. the Ducks. We and, had stuff from the San Jose Sharks, the Ducks, all kinds of pro teams, the Grizzlies, and then local businesses jumped on it like crazy. Golf courses, they, it was... It turned out for a first year event for us. It turned out to be quite quite the ordeal. We raised about three thousand um, dollars just from one day of barbecuing and hanging out with hockey people. That's awesome. So, Do you guys have a website? Be, uh, we don't right now, but um, we're gonna we're gonna be putting some stuff together here. Get the get the planning really fine tuned and. We'll we'll host the event again this this coming summer. Yeah, you just get a get a Facebook page and get a logo. Those are like the main things. Once yep. you once you get those, you're legit, and uh, you can just grow <laughs> off that. We That's... got a logo. We had some shirts, so yeah. Right. It, there's more to come, so be looking for that. Yeah, and we're, and we're behind you 100, percent man. We'll like I like I did last year. I'll, we'll share it on the Utah Puck Report. We'll share it on my page. We'll see if we can't like we'll get everybody yeah, to share absolutely. it. Absolutely. Once we get it going, I mean we've. Yeah. I just did a thing. I, I just I was just looking at the numbers. In nineteen ninety two ish, we had eight thousand registered hockey players. This is so right. ni- nineteen ninety, and eight, eight okay. thousand less than eight thousand in the entire region. And that's Utah, uh, Wyoming, and Idaho. And now we're okay. now we're just under eighty thousand in those that's in those amazing. three areas. You know, that's, and that's that's so important. It's so important for for youth to be involved in in sports and. For me, part like obviously, I have a personal connection with hockey. Is is to, I mean, I, I have hockey to thank for my job now. Yeah. Um, but growing up and being a part of you know all those youth teams and then high school, it's just that's it's super special to me. So I want to hopefully give some kids that don't have the the funds or all of the funds a, a chance to get out there and play and hopefully you know get some experiences like I've had. Yeah, and that's something we can 100% get behind because that's, I mean, without hockey, I would, I know you wouldn't have a degree. Would you have, would you have gone to college? I wouldn't have had two degrees, I think, at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, at, look at the brain on this guy. This guy got a master's degree because he's playing hockey. And honestly, look at that. I wouldn't have gone to college either. I honestly don't, it was not on my radar. I was already a DJ here and making decent right. money. I had no intention of leaving. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, you want to go to North Dakota in this little town called Botno? And play hockey because we can't get anybody <laughs> like else to hockey? go here because it's Botno, North Dakota. And I'm I'm in. Yeah, it's definitely opened yeah, a lot I'll... of interesting doors for me playing all over the world and stuff. So it's it's nice to give back and yeah. allow other people to hopefully have that same opportunity. Yeah, it's so yep, cool that you guys are doing this. Cool. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's special. You let us know and we'll post it, and we're we're behind it 100. percent That's awesome. I appreciate that. We all do. All right, Ryan. Thank you, Evan. You have anything else to add, Larry? Good, uh, good to hear from you. I'm glad to hear you're liking it and successful. I could always tell. Um, I mean, at that point, I think that was my ninth year, or whatever, and obviously had a lot of uh, equipment managers. And it's still, you, I mean, you worked so hard, and everything was done quick and fast and professional. It's, you know, it's no, it's no secret why you've been able to move up a bit, and probably will continue to move up in the next few years. Which it's, it's nice to see. Glad I was a part yeah. of that, teaching how to take tape off Absolutely. a stick. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I appreciate the kind words, Evan. Kind words, Evan. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And now well, everybody else here wants to know how big your like. Do you have a couch in San Diego? Because so, none of us want to be here during the snow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just go sleep on. If, if anybody Larry's wants couch. to come down, come and come and hang out. I've got I've got room to to sleep a few. All right. So, doors always open. See you in a few days. Uh, <laughs> a place <laughs> yeah, to stay. Place to stay. And we'll just go. I'll go full tells for them so we can watch AHL games. Yeah.
Sounds good. <laughs> hey, what's better? All right, that was the Utah Puck Report. Thank you so much for listening. The Utah Puck Report is a kslsports.com podcast. And uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, then you can. All you got to do is text the word puck to 57500. And you can also uh, catch us online, too, at kslsports.com and right there at the Arrow website, 1035thearrow.com. That's awesome. And uh, we want to thank Josh Tilton, our producer. He's the one that keeps us in line, keeps the things rolling. And he doesn't roll tape, as you would say. He does not. But uh, he does he does produce the show in all the digital ways. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the Utah Puck Report.